Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Hey everyone, thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. My name is John. I am the owner of Kavanaugh Media, and I get to work with a great bunch of people who our passion, our desire is to help you find seekers in your context, to leverage digital and social media, to find those seekers, to engage with them online, and someday when this pandemic goes past, that we will be able to then meet with people face-to-face. And so we love being a part of the group of people that are hopefully helping you accomplish what God is calling for you to do. And in today's podcast, I want to address a question that I get asked all of the time. Now, this is a question I, I seriously, probably at least twice a month, I have a team or somebody that will ask this basic question, and it goes like this. Why do we need a website? What's the value of having a website? It's super simple to just get a Facebook page or an Instagram page or a Twitter account or to do a a TikTok video or whatever maybe it is that you're doing. Why in the world do we need to go in and get server space or learn some software or do all these types of things like an ad that drives people to landing pages? Why? Why do we need a website? Why don't we just use a Facebook page? And I understand the question. I understand why people are asking that question. I know that sometimes it's like, hey, let's get to it fast. And what's the easiest way to do something? And I totally get that. I am definitely one who is in the ready, fire, aim type of mindset. But when it comes to a website, I think the value for you and your ministry is extremely important. Now, there's a couple different options that you could do. There's things like Wix. There's all sorts of, of these kind of websites that you can do where you can drag some things. And, and, and those might be all that you need. I will tell you this. If you're serving videos, if you've got different types of higher, really kind of uh, sized content, you may find that those really cheap or easy things like that may become really expensive. The other issue with that is speed. So many times a website is really slow. And so if you'll look, you'll see like 10 people clicked on your link to go to your website, but only one person showed up. That might be a site speed, but that is an option. There are some really cheap ones that are out there. There's also WordPress, which is obviously just massive and a lot of people use it. For us and for most of the teams now that we're working with, we actually use some software that's called Cause Machine, just like it sounds, the word Cause, C-A-U-S-E, Machine. And we have a special agreement with the people that are doing this. They are kingdom-focused. And so if you go check them out, make sure you come and talk to us, though. We can save you substantial money, and it's the software and the housing of all of it on really fast and secure servers. But I don't want this podcast to be about one product or whatever. Not today. What I want to share with you about is why have a website in the first place. And so a couple reasons that I want to just express with you to think through. When you're talking about just social media channels, the truth is, you don't own that space. 
you don't own Facebook. And just today, there is a team in a country whose ad account got shut down. And they weren't even sure why. And so they were reaching out to me to try to help them to, to work through that and to think through that. That's a reality, is that your social media channel, you don't own it. And you don't own the brand whatsoever. It's kind of like rental property. Like, you're just renting. So you don't have the ability to go in and change a lot of stuff. Or you're not supposed to be painting the walls or whatever. Well, it's kind of the same way. You're, you're limited in what you can do, and you don't own it. But when you own a website, you control the narrative. You control that story. You control the content. And then you can send people to different social pages, even from your website, where they can see how to connect with you on that place. It's just kind of a totally different environment there. But you own your website. As well, when you use a social media channel only, if that's what you're using, it's, it's kind of limited because of what it can do. And so there's only so much within Twitter that you can do to make it work the way you want it to. There's some great tools for it, or the same thing with Facebook page or, or whatever else, but you're limited. You're limited in the interface of all of that, and you're limited in the functionality of what you're trying to do with it. But when you own a website, depending on which kind of platform you use or whatever, there's so much that you can do or add to it. And then you can do things such as CSS, there's JavaScript type things, there's plugins, there's just all sorts of things that you can do to customize your website for what it is that you're wanting to do. Another thing to really understand with between social media and having that and having a website is that really social media is a communication tool. It's a marketing channel. Uh, we tend not to think that way, but honestly, that's what Facebook is. They want you on there so they can be seeing what you're doing so that they can serve ads. That's that's how we're finding seekers. So I'm not against it, but what I'm saying is, is that there's only so much on there and there's certain ways to do it, but with a website, that's your home. And so you can build out the content, you can build out articles, you can build out videos. Every one of your ad campaigns, if you're doing thematic ones, can become a resource then later on that you could put up like in the header part and the menu part of your website so that people could go back to those and be looking at those, those articles and those videos and whatever else. Like you can build out your library, your resource, so that people can find the answers to their questions. And if you put the search bar in your website, you can see within Google Analytics what people are even searching for on your website. And that will help you know what kind of content, articles and such that you need to find or be creating. So I really encourage you to do that. Your website can become just your home. There's just so many more, if you think of it as rooms and places to go, where honestly, Facebook, it's like it's like a little one-room place or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. It's great for what it has. It can look awesome, but it's really not your home at all. Another thing is that social media, it can be limiting when you get into really just what's happening on those channels. Now, I know they're working really hard, and so there's Facebook insights, and there's analytics, and there's things on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but the truth is, is you really don't know a lot about how people are using and interacting when we're talking about social media. A lot of people can just stalk on there or do whatever, but with a website and with some setting up correctly, you can really gain tremendous insights into what's happening on your website, 
What pages are people coming to? What pages are they leaving on? How much time are people spending on your page? How much of a video are they watching? What happens that the path that people tend to do before they download a Bible or before they send you a private message? All of that can be seen. That is why we've done classes and courses on our Kavanaugh Media website on Google Analytics, Google Tag Manager, all of this is so that you can better understand what's happening when people leave the ad and when they come to your website. And another aspect of that is that you can really then begin to build custom retargeting audiences from your website back to social media. So you can build a custom audience of people that have been to landing page one, two, and three, and you can say within a certain period of time, or people that have spent a certain amount of time on your site, or have watched certain um, video, or whatever it might be, or they've downloaded a Bible, or whatever. In essence, you can say the specific message to the right person at the right time because you're using your website. So there's so many amazing retargeting tools that are available for when you have a website that moves beyond just the social media part of that. So I hope that you, if you don't have a website, will consider having one as part of your evangelistic and discipleship outreach. And if you do have a website, be looking at just what you put on there and be looking at the content itself. Make sure that the pictures aren't huge as far as size. And make sure that if you're putting videos on there that you're linking to them, you're embedding them from YouTube or Vimeo or whatever. Do not try to serve videos straight from your website because that will be extremely slow. And what that means, people will leave your site and they won't end up downloading a Bible or they won't end up sending you that message where they might be able to hear about Jesus for the very first time. So always be looking at your analytics, be looking about your website of what's happening, where are people going, and I hope that it will be a benefit to you. Now, before I end today, I want to tell you about next week's podcast. We are going to give you an, an idea, a suggestion, I'm not even saying it's a great one. I'm just saying here's a possible ad campaign that you can use, and it's going to be a turnkey one. So it's going to be a video. You can go to our website then, and you'll be able to download it. It will be one that you can use. It doesn't have words to it, so you could use it no matter what language you're targeting. We're going to give you a suggested headline, some copy, and then on your landing page, on your website, a some videos maybe for a testimony, some scripture, some other text, maybe some other videos that you could put then to follow up on that. We're going to have a document that lists all of those follow-up resources as well as the video that you might want to use. We want to give this to you in time to potentially use it before or on the Night of Power here during the month of Ramadan when this podcast is being recorded and when we're hoping that you'll be able to use that. So we hope that you'll come back, that you'll subscribe to this podcast, and that you'll share it with other people. We really appreciate that. It has continued to grow each month, and, and we're just humbled by that. We want to help you the best that we can. So make sure you come back next week. It, this podcast comes out around 1.15 in the morning on a Friday morning in the U.S. so that all the European friends out there, you can have your coffee, listen to the podcast right over breakfast time. So until next time, as I always say, but I mean it with all my heart, keep testing, keep trying, keep pushing forward. We appreciate you all, and we're praying for you. May God bless your efforts. Take care. 
you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for Him and for His kingdom.